Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 57. I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. Two-man booth this week, but we're going to soldier on. We got the 10th wonder of the world, Dickalicious himself, Richard Garcia. What is going on, everyone? Happy 57th, like Heinz Ketchup. Like Heinz Ketchup. We are rolling. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I, there's nothing really to roll with the ketchup, though, except for a hot dog roll. But we're rolling oh. on as always. Hey, yo. Put me on a 7 Eleven rack. I'm ready to roll, baby. Hey, yo. Um, anyways, two man booth. We've lost Bobby for the foreseeable future. Everybody's favorite uncle. Uh, Byron is going to be going on tour. Um, that's going to last for a little while. So. Um, with his band, The Electric West. Yes, uh, if you are, uh, if you do get a chance, please check them out. Uh, I know they're playing uh, as of this recording. They're playing tonight in L.A. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like you mentioned, they are going to be on tour. Uh, check them out, uh, The Electric West on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, I think they're doing actually like Arizona, Nevada, and up and down the uh, California coast, as they say. Uh, but definitely check them out. I don't know why we haven't played any of their music on the show yet. We should. I mean, we, we, should. We, we should definitely spin a record or so. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us. want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, LaPellia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, and we know you are, you're going to want to go and take a trip down to LaPellia.com, where they have the hottest, latest, greatest wrestling merchandise on the planet Earth. Go to LaPellia.com and make sure you use our promo code, Put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you'll get twenty percent off your entire order. Um, they they're going to be releasing a whole new bunch of new stuff, so definitely follow them. They are blowing up as we speak. Uh, if you need pins, buttons, stickers, uh, wrestling T-shirts, anything you can think of, they got, and it's all going to be top-notch quality stuff. They are constantly working in the lapel yeah lab. They're yes. always coming with new ideas, new designs. Uh, check them out, dude. Buy a pin or two or ten. Yeah, the the the, the pins themselves is, is are magnifique. Uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, we have a we have a bunch of them here, and I don't know if you've seen that they they have these stickers now that are just uh, wrestlers tweets. That's With, a gold mine right there. Yeah, it's 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 brilliant. Uh, so they're doing great stuff over there. Big shout out to lapelli.com. Also gonna give a big shout out to ourselves. PutMeOver.com. Uh, you can go there if you want to ch- buy any merchandise with our faces on them. Or we got mugs. We got iPhone cases. We got tote bags. We got sweaters. Uh, we got trucker hats. We got koozies. We got koozies, guys. Make sure you go to PutMeOver.com for all of the greatest wrestling merchandise that the Put Me Over podcast puts out. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting. And we're going to get this show rolling, boy. Oh, yeah. We also have a discount code with that as well. Yes. I, I always forget that. We that. always keep forgetting the discount code. It, uh, flaccid. You just get 15% off your purchase. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't see why not, especially if you like this show. Uh, but with that part said, with that said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some Dick's Dirty News. What? Take it away, Dick. All right, guys. Well, it's just me and you as a two-man power trip in this special edition. Um, we got some pretty big. We got some news, especially with AEW right around the corner. You got signees galore. Uh, oh, a lot of news. A lot going of on. news going on, especially the AEW's front. On Helico, uh, those um, better known, better known for Lucha Underground is the guy. Really, he is the guy who Gravity absolutely forgot. Um, he's he's officially signed to AEW. Uh, that's a, that's another big talent right there that they picked up. Um, also, Rick Rick he's Knox. The guy, I'll go for it. Sorry, he's the guy. Um, whenever you saw like Lucha Underground promo videos, he was the guy that jumped off of the balcony. Yes, into the ring. Um, that guy is insane. He was in a tag team with Jack Evans, who also just signed. I'm seeing from my producer. Correct. Yeah. So they're they're both signed to AEW. Good for them. I'm glad that Lucha Underground is letting these guys out of their contracts. Maybe they're not doing it willingly, but. These guys are definitely getting able, being able to to move over and not be locked into those ridiculous. Contracts. Yeah, at the, at this point, like they they don't have a choice. I mean, the contracts they were given into, they weren't really entirely fair. Um, Joey Ryan tried his best to get out of it. Um, you know, it looks like he's he's out of it too. Evelise, Evelise, uh, you know, a lot of these guys that were um, that helped make Lucha Underground. And it's such a shame that 
Lucha yeah. Underground had it in like this. Um, they had so much promise in the beginning. Such a good show. And it was one of the best wrestling shows I've seen. In like the first couple seasons especially, the production values were unbelievable. I wonder if AEW is going to just take the, the, like, the crew from there because they shot it completely different. It was, un- it was unlike any other wrestling show you'll ever see. Absolutely. Um, we'll see what happens. I think they should definitely learn from their mistakes as far as what to do with the talent. I think they, have, they, absolutely, they absolutely have a lot more money to go around with compared to Lucha Underground. Now they're backed by um, they're backed by the Khan family, and now that, um, and speaking of Lucha, speaking of which, uh, they are almost at the tail end of signing with Turner. Uh, it's been rumored for a while that they are going to sign with uh, Turner as far as um, promoting their shows on a weekly basis. So that is huge. That's another source of income right there for them. So not only is their production value going to be pretty pretty darn good, but they're also be able to pay these guys a, a nice um, a nice a nice wage. Maybe bring some pyro back in the shows. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but you said something about Rick Knox, who's Southern California's favorite referee. Yes. Shout uh, out to Rick Knox. Rick Knox. Um, big ups to him. He not only refs, but he also has a full-time job. Now, see, that part I did not know till today, till you told me that. Yeah. Um, apparently, he worked at a Lowe's as well. Um, I don't know how long he's been there for, but he's was able to put in his two weeks and he's now full-time aew full ride full benefits 401k all the goodness that comes with being employed by a company not as an independent contractor and doing what he loves to do yeah rick Rick knox is the most over ref i've ever seen in my life i I mean other than earl hebner he could he's you know what he is like this generation's earl hebner he goes over the top tommy young even yeah oh dude that is when he does when he goes over the top rope that is, he, he's 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 won. He's he's already won. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a great match. Or like that's the main event. When Rick Knox goes over the top rope, it's gonna be the main event. Absolutely. So um, good for him, and then um, good for these signings as well. Um, it just goes to show you that um, AEW they're they're starting to pick up good talent now, and uh, the talent has a choice of where to go. Uh, the reason why I bring up as far as the funds go is that money cannot always equate to happiness. Um, I think we mentioned we may have mentioned this last week as far as um, certain certain uh, people in WWE who are not happy with their situation. And WWE has tried to bribe them to stay with them as, as a means, not to just to keep them for their talent, but also, but more so as a means to make sure they don't go anywhere else and be utilized. Uh, case in point being the revival. Uh, we might have mentioned this last week that they were offered a they were offered five hundred thousand a year contract for five years, right? Yes. Okay, and they turned it down because they just were not happy. Can't really blame them, right? Well, when you're booked into looking like an idiot every week, which we'll get into because yes, they. Uh, um, who wants when when does the the when does the fun start? You know, like in NXT, they were having great matches. They looked super happy. They get called up to the main roster. Yes, injuries played a part in their, you know, deep push. But as soon as they're healthy, I don't know why you're booking them into, you know, embarrassing angles or humiliating angles where they, you know, are made to look like fools every week. It, it, gets, it just goes to show you that you turn this down, well, guess what? We're going to make you look like foos. Yeah, and foos gone wild. Foos gone, foos gone wild and not in a good way. Shout out to foos gone wild. Shout out to foos gone wild. They um they they they're sending a message that we're giving you a very very nice comfortable income. If you don't want to sign with us, then we're gonna embarrass the shit out of you. Yeah, we're gonna make you look stupid on the way out, uh, which is super petty. But I don't put it past WWE to do that. Yeah, nothing surprises me anymore with that company. Um, even Rhino is he said they were gonna pay him double what he's making right now, and he st- still said no. Now that right there, I was kind of shocked that um. That Rhino was even offered a contract to begin <laughs> with. Um, I mean, you know, th- that just goes to show you again right there that money does not always equate to happiness and that um, being tied down with more money is not always a good thing. Uh, Rhino, I, I can kind of understand why he probably wants that freedom to go somewhere else because he, he's got a life outside of WWE. You know, besides his family, I'm sure he still has political ambitions and he still wants to do other stuff as well. And being in a WWE contract limits you from having that freedom, unless you're unless you're a huge, huge mega star. Yeah. Um, 
just a lot of a lot of bad I think coming out of WWE right now. There's a lot of pressure. Ratings keep dropping. Uh, they're in free fall right now. Um, one of the w, one of Raw's lead writers was just fired. Um, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't look like fun over there. And why would you want to be a writer to begin with? Like I, I, I see like these jobs postings uh, quite a bit um, through Monster. I'd be down. Would you really be down? I'd be down to work for WWE. I'd be down. I, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I'm also not a writer, so. <laughs> um, but try it. Try it out. Try it out. I mean, my thing is like, it, just the work environment and just the constant pressure that. Something that you've always loved, you grew up with, you're going to become very bitter if it doesn't work out. That's my biggest fear. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a credential, uh, but I don't know. I think I'd still be down. <laughs> and then you, and then you, you also got Vince Mill in your ear quite a bit. So that, I don't know, it depends on how you, how you handle it. That just seems like it's a lot of unwanted pressure. As a, as a commoner, as someone that is, you know, not a wrestler, not really involved in any of that stuff. Um, to be able to get my ear chewed off by Vince McMahon, I think would be pretty fun. You are a sa- you are a sadist, aren't you? I mean, I might, I might, I might just be into the pain. I don't know. Ple- I guess pleasure is pain. <laughs> pain for pleasure, bro. Pain for pleasure, bro, man. But speaking of Vince McMahon, um, the XFL they have uh, announced that they have reached TV deals with not only Fox Sports but also ESPN. That's huge. That's that's another source of income for them as well. Now, there was another league that started up this season that failed miserably called the AFL, American Football League. and Or I think there's something like that. A of something. Because I know the AFL was Arena Football League back in the 90s. And, but no. is it the same league or is it something else? No, this is this is like an XFL type league where oh, okay. as soon as the Super Bowl ended, they started their season. Gotcha. Um, and they were on ESPN as well, but not very publicized, not very promoted. Um, so I don't know, I don't know if they're gonna get that same kind of treatment. But I mean, Fox and ESPN—that's huge. Uh, they're talking ABC, Fox, ESPN, ESPN Two, FS One, and FS Two. Um, that's that's a big signing for them. It is for them. I just feel like. They don't really like ABC and Fox. They don't really need another football season, another football league to um to have on their programming. I mean, unless they really, really, absolutely need programming to be filled with another with with another sport, I just feel like it's not necessary. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about from that perspective. But as far as for events goes, that's that's always good having another source of income and having um and they absolutely, absolutely, in order for the XFL to succeed, they need to have that mainstream TV platform. So it's good for them. But yeah, I'm looking at the television schedule they've posted. They've posted the the, the schedule already. Oh, it's already out? Um, it's going to run from February to April. It's it's a 10-week league. 10-week... Uh, that's that's insane, dude. 10 weeks. I 10 mean, weeks. And that's, um, not, and that's not including playoffs, right? Well, playoffs are going to be... So the end of the season ends in, April, in the beginning of April... And then the championship game is going to be April 26th on ESPN. Um, playoff, yeah, this is crazy. So it's 10 weeks. You got playoffs one week, and then you got the championship game the, the following week. week. Yeah. I mean, I I think they only have like 10 teams, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, you can only do so much with uh, with 10 teams. I mean, that, that does, yeah, that, you're right. I mean, that's, it's a good thing. That it's a short league, but don't you think that's something Vince could kind of learn from the XFL? Right. I feel like this is still a half-baked idea. It it definitely is. But like I was saying earlier, don't you think Vince could have used this strategy, like this kind of like a like this short attention span for football, to use it for um for the main shows for wrestling? What do you mean? Well, you got a 10-week schedule, and he wants to make the games run less than uh, three hours long for each game, right? It seems like it's going to be fast-paced. Just yeah, like he that. wants it to be short, yeah. Shouldn't he, shouldn't, shouldn't he be doing that to um, Raw and SmackDown? See, that's the problem. We're so conditioned to expect the, these three-hour shows to just drag on and drag on. 
that they're just going to make money. This is all making money. This is XFL is making money. Three hours of Raw. You know how many commercial breaks are? There's not one match on the show unless it's a Divas match. It's only going to, we'll get into that too because these Divas match, these women matches are getting shorter and shorter by the week. Um, that's Man, o- Raw's so frustrating for you that you're going back in time calling the women's, women Divas. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's a women's match. There's commercials in every match. Sometimes two, maybe three for the main event. Commercial breaks. I I agree. This is horseshit. Some matches have like at least two have two commercials at least. Like I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the formula. I'm tired of the program we've been watching for twenty plus years. It hasn't changed at all. And in fact, it's only gotten worse to watch the more time has gone on. There's no reason why, like, it totally kills a match when they have to stop. And I know that there's going to be a dive outside. And Michael Cole's going to say, well, what's going to happen wh- next? Yeah, exactly. And then you cut to commercial. And what's the next segment after that? Chin lock. Yeah, they're coming. All right, we're at a com- coming out of commercial, guys. And the guy's in a chin lock. Or, you know, they're, they're on the outside still. Because um, they had to keep the live audience entertained somehow. Um, but that's just a rest break for them. I don't know. Look what 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 happened between those uh, two or three matches or two or three minutes rather. What what happened? Like how did it transition from a, a tope sita to a chin lock? Well, then they'll do like during the break. This is what you missed, but like they don't really do that all the time though. No, and now like they're doing the commercials running while the show is on still. But I don't. I'm hearing the commercial. I'm not hearing what's happening in the ring, and I. I end up fast-forwarding that part anyways because I know that they're just doing rest holds. That's more of a SmackDown thing, I've noticed. Raw isn't uh, guilty of doing that. Raw's done it a couple times. I guess it's one way for them to, to I, I guess, kill two birds with one stone, like as far as getting the um, the ad revenue from the commercials and then on top of that, still having the match going and not having the fans miss anything in between the actual commercials. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a businessman, but it doesn't, it, it, for me, as a viewer, that kills the match for me. Just oh, I agree. It, it I absolutely does. Uh, let's let's talk about some AEW news because this is we're going from the land of the boring to the land of the exciting. You know, uh, double or nothing's coming up very soon. Um, and two weeks away, dude. Two weeks away. We're gonna be in Vegas, dude. I cannot wait. But they announced the rules at the over the budget battle royal, which is probably gonna be I on can't the pre-show. Wait. Uh, what's going on there, Dick? Well, let's take a look. So we got. 21 wrestlers are going to enter the over-the-top battle royal. It's going to start with five men, and five new competitors will enter every three minutes. So it's kind of similar to how the Royal Rumble is. Except they're coming out in groups of five. Wow. So every three minutes, there's going to be a group of five guys coming. That's cool. That way, like, it's different. there's no, there's no dead different. time when Roman Reigns was just throwing everybody out instantly. Right. He would just wait in the ring till the next guy came out. But if they're sending out five guys at one time, um, that's going to be... Way more exciting. And, and I like the idea of uh, spicing up uh, these Battle Royal matches because I remember uh, for the um, for the MSG show, they did do a traditional Battle Royal match. And it was cool and all. It was nostalgia, but it was just a regular Battle Royal. And the Royal Rumble has been done. Um, it's It seems like it's just the standard barrier as far as um, having multiple men enter the match and having uh, like a, a Battle Royal. That seems like the formula. Lucha Underground did a uh, going back to Lucha Underground. They they did a, a pretty uh, unique idea as far as having twenty one men enter and then like instead of throwing them over the top rope, you pin them and then yes. the next person comes out. It's kind of like a, a like a extended gauntlet match. So at least there's creativity coming up with this with, with the battle royals. I like that. And they could throw them over the top rope and they can still fight on the outside. Even better. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Do we have a list of the participants? Um, so far, we have Sunny Kiss, Kip Saban, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier. Brian Glacier? Glacier is going to be in this match. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, and Joey Janela. Um, and also the best friends are, are being teased going to be in this match as well. Dude, I just want to see Glacier, dude. That's going to be dope, dude. I hope they don't <laughs> blow all their... Blow, blow all their um, budget on his entrance i hope they do is what did they say his his like uh ring attire cost wcw like a hundred thousand dollars it definitely was one of the most expensive entrances ever yeah uh, not just the attire but also just the um the pyrotechnics and the um cinematography that, that went along with his entrance 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> total Mortal Kombat ripoff. Absolutely, dude. I was going to say they should bring... Um, who was the other uh, uh, WCW wrestler? Wrath? Mortis. Mortis. The reptile. The reptile, right? Yeah. And that was Chris Canyon, right? Yes. Oh, man. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Big time. I was going to say bring him back, but uh, <laughs> might need a little bit more than uh, that. Yeah. We did announce about a couple weeks ago that NXT was going to be rumored to be taking place in San Jose. It was it was already booked. It was, like, listed. It was listed, yeah. It was actually listed um, at in, at their arena, at the SAP Center. It was listed for uh, TakeOver to happen on June 1st. June 1st, it's, it's going to happen. However, it's not going to be in San Jose, but it looks like it's going to be in Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken. That sucks. It sucks for the people in San Jose. It, it, it does, but... Um, you know, it is what it is. Let's see. It's going to be in at the Webster Arena in uh, Webster Bank Arena in Connecticut. That's all. It's that's all it is. So it's, it's not even like a city. It's probably like it's probably like in their backyard down the street from Titan Towers. It probably is. Yeah, because it, 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 I mean, it, I can't think of any major city in, in Connecticut other than Stanford or Hartford or whatever the fuck. It's Stanford, right? Yeah. Yeah. When is when is the Saudi Arabia show? The week after, so it's going to be June, okay. June seventh, June eighth, no, June seventh, June eighth, yeah, June seventh, because it's going to be on that Friday. So I, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense for them to have the takeover show on the East Coast, and then from there they can go ahead and get ready and go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they have to fly a whole crew to to San Jose. They when they can just save this, they're just saving money, dude. Why send a crew and everything down to San Jose when they can just send them down the street? And then hop on a plane that's a lot shorter to Saudi Arabia, and not all the talent's going to go to Saudi Arabia. I mean, well, this is just NXT talent that we're talking about here, but right? At the same time, like you're having to send referees and ring crew and production guys and stuff like that, uh, trucks, you know. So, so from that perspective, I could I could kind of understand why they're they, they're doing it from um from from Connecticut. It makes sense for the workers that would makes it easier on them. Yeah, um, but who knows? If any of those NXT guys are even going to go, not girls, obviously, because they won't allow women to. They wrestle. still will not. Yeah, right. They still not allow women to wrestle. So. And I don't even think we have the card yet for um for the Saudi Arabia show, do we? Uh, we know Goldberg's going to be fighting. Yeah, Goldberg's going to be there, and uh, he did mention on Twitter. I think a fan had asked him, um, why he's going to Saudi Arabia, and um, he mentioned that it was because of the fan support. Um, but in reality, we all know the real reason why. Like it, it, it's obvious as to why he's going to Saudi Arabia. That is why. The makes almighty sense. dollar. It makes sense. Oh. Money talks. Oh, Domin- Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Donovan Dijak. Dijakovic. Dijakovic. I'm Donovan Dijak, man. I'm, these names are just so confusing. Anyways, um, unfortunately for him, he just underwent knee surgery. Um. And he's going to be out for a good while. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a, uh, if it was like a full-on knee surgery. Oh, he tore his meniscus. Okay, so that's not like a full-on knee surgery. It's, it's not a full knee surgery. It's but not he, like an ACL. It's it's not, but he's going to be out for a while, though. Definitely, you know, maybe two to four two to four months. Yeah, uh, which which is unfortunate for him. Um, and and that's a that's a pretty big blow for NXT as well. Um. He's yeah, they're they're doing a lot of work building him up. Yes, uh, that that guy is like, you know, he kind of reminds me of like a much better version of Matt Morgan. Yeah, like Matt Morgan was like the blueprint in TNA. Um, I'm not talking about Matt Morgan when he first came to WWE because when they had a lot of potential with that guy, but they squandered him by giving him that stuttering gimmick. Remember that? No. Okay, good. You don't want to remember that because <laughs> it was so terrible. And then he went over to TNA, and they made him like this blueprint. But he was so damaged goods that it didn't work out. But he had all the gifts. He was a tall dude. He was very athletic. He um, was an intelligent guy. He knew how to talk. But just when he got to TNA, it was just too little, too late, and he was just damaged goods. And I see a lot of that in uh, Donovan Dijak, where he has all those attributes. Even like a Tomko. Like yeah. a more athletic Tomko. Too. More athletic Tomko. Um, Less tribal, bro. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Tomko, wherever he is. <laughs> All right, let's get into Raw. We'll talk about this uh, wild card business. Wild card, baby! 
Yeah, be, uh, because that did open up the uh, that opened up Raw with Vince coming out and announcing uh, the wild card rule. Do you have any idea what the hell he means by that? Like nobody wants a wild card. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think he knew what the rules were when he said he it. didn't know. He didn't know either. Um, he said Raw superstars can go to SmackDown and SmackDown superstars can go to SmackDown. He did say that. He def he definitely said that. He definitely said that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He came out. I was, you know, I I like seeing Vince. Um. I don't like, you know, once he starts talking, I I kind of can get a vibe of what Vince were getting the baby face, or the heel Vince. Um. And we didn't even get to hear him say like two words. Because Roman Reigns, who's you're not supposed to be on Raw, uh, came out there and um interrupted him and. Now, okay, so Roman Reigns makes his own rules now, apparently. He said, this is my yard, and I'm going to go wherever the universe wants me to go. Um, so, I don't know. This, I'm just going to be real, guys. Go for it. Raw is so hard to watch these. It's, I, I have a glutton for, I'm a glutton for punishment. And I usually like watching Raw. Raw and SmackDown are usually like my what I do on Monday and Tuesday nights. But god damn it. I'm 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 I can't do it much longer, dude. It's getting harder. I do it for the show, but if we weren't doing the show, I wouldn't really be into like I could watch the recaps. I agree. We're like I'm on the same boat as you. Like I used to enjoy watching Raw and SmackDown because I was a wrestling fan and now it seems like it's a it's a it's a job for me now. It's a job for me to watch Raw. Like going on Mondays, watching it for three hours, and then an additional two hours on Tuesday. That's five hours a week of it could be potentially bad programming that I'm not going to get back. Vince says, "Okay, well we're going to introduce the wild card rule, wild card, bitches. where three people, and then later Lars Sullivan bullied him into making it four people." Um, can interchange between Raw and SmackDown. So it's not a full brand unification, but basically the top guys on each brand can go to each each show. And I feel like this is just panic mode for them. This is them just being like, we need to get the viewers back. We sent Roman to to SmackDown. Now people aren't watching Raw. Uh, It has a lot more to do with that. A lot less to do with Roman being on SmackDown, and then and more of them having just yeah. A this bad this show. this isn't a Roman problem. This is definitely a uh, WWE problem. This is a too long of a show problem. You have um, and Roman was just on Raw a few weeks ago, so it wasn't like he hasn't been on Raw in a long time. It's only been about maybe two th- or like when was it? When was He's it? never left Raw. He hasn't left Raw. He's never left uh-huh. Raw. It's only been a couple weeks, and then. Uh, jumping to SmackDown real quick, you had AJ going back to SmackDown, so it just seems like they're like there's no brand split anymore at the moment. Not for the top guys. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna um, be like, oh my god, is that that's gotta be that that that's gotta be that's gotta be Mojo Rawley from <laughs> SmackDown. What's he doing here on Raw? Like, and why is he talking to himself still? <laughs> I haven't seen Mojo, so I don't even know what show he's on. I think can the wild card rule be applied for guys from main event? Because I have I, I don't know if those guys are even on a brand. If you're gonna go there, why not go with NXT and just have it be a true wild card? I mean, at that rate, might as well bring in NXT guys. If if anyone can go anywhere at any time. I feel like Vince had woke up on Monday morning, and the show was written in time to uh, have it ready. And he watched an episode of It's Always Sunny. Where remember the episode where uh, they were the gang was selling gas during the oil crisis. Yeah. And Charlie had dressed up as like the 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 cowboy in the wild card. He was gonna be like the wild card of the group. Wild card, bitches! And Vince thought it was a good idea to say, "Wild card. That's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> wild card. Damn it!" And uh, he's probably eating his steak burrito or a steak wrap. Whatever that the stuff in the tortilla. The ethnic food. <laughs> The Latino food. Sami Zayn was going to start cutting another another promo on us marks. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out, chases him around, and proceeds to throw him in a dumpster. And then in full shredder status, lets him get crushed by a, <laughs> by a, by a trash can, um, whatever. Let's him get, get, he gets compacted. He gets compacted in, a dump, in the trash truck. And then was on SmackDown the next night. Because... Fuck logic, that's why. 
And I know, dude. It's it's this is tough. This is. What are you doing to Sami Zayn? He's like the he can easily be their best heel. What are you doing to him? He he does need someone to feud with, and I, I don't know if they're gonna go with uh, Sammy versus Braun as a. As I've the seen feud. all this stupid bullshit already, where he's knocking over porta potties and uh, throwing hooks on shit, and knocking over trucks and cars and breaking up. I've seen all this shit already. Give me give me a good Braun Strowman, because this is bullshit. It is it is a waste of Braun Strowman. I, I will say that. And it just seems like it's just it's a, a waste for both of them. It is a waste for both of them. And it just seems like it's a rehash of what they were doing last year with him and Kevin Owens. Exactly. And um, I, I, it just seems like they have no idea what to, what to do with Sami Zayn. Um, and then on because he also did show up on SmackDown as well. But at least with SmackDown, he did have a more fitting role. Yes. Uh, we'll, and we'll get to that in a yeah. little bit. It seems like they're just throwing shit like, oh, okay, we'll just do this again. We'll just do this again. And. The Lucha House Party had a match against some local jobbers, and the whole reason why they had a match is so the crowd didn't get bored watching this stupid shit with Sami Zayn in the background on the on the on on the Titantron. I don't know. I'm 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 so mad. No, they shoot, brother, shoot for it, man. Um, and then you still got them coming out with pinatas. And uh, talk about another a waste of talent with those guys. Uh, let's say Dorado. Dude, all three of them are all, so they're, good. They're very talented. Kalisto, Grand Metalik. They're great. They're great, talented dudes, but um, they've been doomed with this gimmick, and they're supposed to be baby faces. But I don't see like they're, they're acting more like they're they're they are they're heels. They're acting like heels, yet they're masking around as baby faces. I mean, I I see the baby face because they still do a lot of high flying stuff, but it's a lot of like lucha style fast tags you don't even know who's legal sometimes because right. they're just going in and out of the ring a lot of triple 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 team triple team you're a lot right. of triple team moves and yeah i don't know they deserve a lot better dude i've seen kaliso put on great matches i've seen all these guys put on great matches and they're here throwing out candy to kids now like i feel like this show isn't for us anymore this show is for kids or, or geriatrics or or people that are sadists that are just into the pain Another 50-50 booking decision. Ricochet going over on Bobby Roode this week. I'm not even excited about Ricochet they're, they're, they're not. They're not doing Ricochet any favors, unfortunately. And You have Bobby Roode, who had a, a gimmick reboot, and now he's a loser. And that only took a week. It only took a week. At least, if you're going to book him to, to beat Ricochet for the first time, at least book him strong. Not, this 50-50 booking, like, who cares about these matches anymore? Who cares? There's no point in having, I mean... There's no point in having these matches on if you're just going to trade victories, especially if it's every week. Because why even watch the pay per views for them? Like I, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them on the next pay per view. Why? I already seen them on Raw twice. Yeah, I've already seen this match twice. Oh, do I care if it's the rubber match? I don't care. I don't care. Not every rivalry needs to have a rubber match. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a rivalry, build it up. Make 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 us make us vested into the rivalry. Don't just have two people randomly out of nowhere who are talented, by the way. I'm not knocking Ricochet. I'm not knocking Bobby Roode. These are two talented guys. But they have nothing to do as far as, like, why am I so convinced? Why, why do I even care about them? Why are they even fighting? They're just fighting for the sake of fighting. They're just fighting for the sake of just killing time. And then exactly they're going to have a and then they're gonna have a blow-off match at a pay-per-view that may continue after that. And you're going to see that every week. It's the same formula that's been happening um, for for a good while on Raw, SmackDown isn't much better. They need they they are they don't they need to stop doing that because there's no stakes. There's no stakes exactly. There's, there's nothing, and I, not not only is there no stakes, but I don't know anything about these guys. I don't know one thing that makes me like okay. I know Ricochet is is a great wrestler, and so is Bobby Roode. No, but like that's all I know about him. I don't know I don't know any of his backstory. I don't know. What? I don't know anything. What's his motivation? What are these guys' motivation to He's move up in the rankings? What like there's, there's no rankings. There's nothing. There really is no incentive whatsoever. I don't know. I think well, whatever. Viking Raiders beat the Raw Tag Team Champions as they should. The tag team division on both shows are a complete joke. This is what happens when you have a split roster and you're trying to have a brand split, but you really are not doing any favors to not only both brands, but also to all the tag teams that are involved. You're cheapening the tag teams. 
you're making, and this is why the revival. I can understand their frustration, why they don't want to be there because they're not taking tag team. When I mean they, I mean WWE at the moment. The main roster is not taking tag team wrestling seriously. So frustrating, man. And I don't. I I hate coming on the show and being mad and like complaining a lot. Uh, but this 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 is a back to back weeks. Um. Maybe back to back to back to back bad weeks, uh, especially that whole that whole superstar shakeup and you know all that meant nothing. It meant absolutely nothing. It was supposed to last one week, and we're still seeing the ramifications of it. Um, well, no, now that this wild card thing is in effect, wild card, bitches! the shakeup didn't matter because anyone can show up anywhere. Well, I mean, perfect prime example was Roman going back on Raw and AJ going back on SmackDown. Why even draft him to begin with? And speaking of Roman Reigns, uh, they did have a rematch of WrestleMania match between him and Drew McIntyre where um, it looks like Roman was going to get the win. However, he got... um, Elias did come in and uh, break up the the match, causing a DQ. Elias and Shane. Elias and Shane. See, I wasn't even paying attention for that match. I honestly fast-forwarded this until I saw uh, what was happening because I don't don't care about... Reigns and McIntyre. They're not, and they're not doing Drew McIntyre any favors as well either. No. And this wasn't the first WrestleMania rematch on the show. This is going to be the first of many, I should say. Yeah. Um, what I did like about this was uh, the Miz chasing out. This is all, this is all a SmackDown storyline happening on Raw. Yes. Um, and not that it matters, but at least set the rules. Set something. Because now you said there's going to be... Th- Three, then he said four. There was like seven guys from SmackDown on Raw this week. Uh, but what I thought was cool is how they did the the Miz looking for Shane McMahon. Shane ran to the back. He was scared as shit. Um, he thought he lost the Miz, and then Charlie Caruso comes out with another news team, um, another camera crew, and is trying to get an interview from him um, just for the Miz to find him doing that interview and beat the shit out of him. It doesn't. It was sense. cool. It's different. It's it, it. was different for them to do something different backstage. A total April O'Neil moment. Exactly. Not that April O'Neil. Yeah. <laughs> right. But again, why draft Miz to Raw if he's going to continue his feud with Shane McMahon, who is on, who's more on SmackDown than on Raw, even though he can really go on any brand because he's a McMahon. Why yeah. continue that feud if you're going to do that? It doesn't make sense, but. Then again, it's building up to the the steel cage match they're gonna have in a couple weeks. Um, next week, next week is money. That's bank. right. Next next Sunday is gonna be money in the bank. So I get that, but um, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm complaining about anymore. It's just everything's just so convoluted and so arduous and hard to watch. Um, it all just kind of melts together now in my brain. Like I'm trying to. That's why these shows, like this show tonight, right now that we're doing. That's why it, it's hard to do because the whole, everything just melts together where I I, I just don't care about any of it anymore. Nah, and, and why should you? Why should anyone? Let's get into this. Yes. Uh, Speaking of the revival. The revival. They should just name the burial. This was so bad. And I got to give it up to Dash and Dawson for trying to salvage this. They did a great job. They did um, the best they could. They, they over... Okay, so basically the match was going to start. And then uh, with the Good Brothers and the Revival, which I was like, okay. I mean, I've seen this one a bunch of times, but these are these are two good teams. Right. Um, the Usos come out and tell them that they put Usi Hot, Icy Hot, Usi Hot in their trunks and that it's sweat activated. So once it gets wet, right about now, like it, it seemed like something out of a cartoon yes. or something like very Home Alone. Three ninjas, you can go Mary Mel, any Bugs Bunny, any any of those, any of that shit. It's very very uh, juvenile. You could definitely say, um, but I mean, they sold the shit out of how much it was burning. Yeah, God bless, God bless, um, Dash and Dawson for, you know, doing the best they can to make a bad situation bearable. And the Usos are the shit. They're the best tag team in the company, and you they, you give them this to do. Um, they had a way better showing on SmackDown the next night, but this was this was embarrassing. I felt bad for everybody that was involved in this. This could be the worst segment of the year. I I would not be surprised if the, the, it ends up becoming the worst segment. Absolutely, of the year. I I would absolutely put it up there. 
In fact, that that could be, um, what do you call it? I'm looking for the word right now. Um, it's like a sign that this is how this is a sign of how bad Raw is. If you were to describe Raw in 2019, that would be it. I mean, essentially, yeah. Because this shows this is a show for kids or morons rather. Because and, and uh, I'm still watching it. Therefore, I, I would guess I consider myself a moron. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Lars Sullivan. This is another thing. We actually had some questions come in this week. We had a question from Samia Fifty Five. He's one of our wonderful, beautiful listeners out there, and uh, this actually bleeds into what we're going to talk about here. Our thoughts on Lars Sullivan controversy. Um, it came out. Now, we don't know the whole story, but way before uh, Lars Sullivan was on the main roster, that he had he was like on a bodybuilding forum, and he he like was saying some really stupid shit. Uh, well, they're they're back with a vengeance. Um, this time they're racial. Um, there's more. There's more to that. Okay. Um, one of them was illegal Mexican immigrants just want to come to America to get free stuff. So he sounds like a smart guy. That Af- African Americans want pity for what their ancestors went through. Claims that he got with raw. He got with in parentheses raw women's champion Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I don't buy that. Uh, he called CM Punk a prick, calling Jeff Hardy a junkie with no wrestling ability. Ring of Honor wrestlers have been midgets, suggesting there's a gray area when it comes to rape and consent, saying Bobby Lashley is clearly a steroid abuser, um, obviously making racist and homophobic comments, derogatory comments towards Stephanie McMahon. And uh, this was brought up by uh, Brian Alvarez. He uh, he had mentioned that on on um, on Figure Four uh, Daily. But I just want to say something real quick. If you're on a bodybuilding form or really any form whatsoever on the internet, you're gonna be coming across really trolls right there. So I don't know if he was trying to be a troll and just saying it for the sake of being a troll, or maybe he really does mean that because you don't know you know how you don't know how these uh, internet forums are. It either goes two ways: either they 100% believe it, or they're 100% trolling people just to get a st- just to get a reaction. Yeah. Um. It's basically like a like a who's who's not. I was gonna say whose dick is bigger, but whose forearms bigger because they got tiny dicks because they're on steroids. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. That was that was comedy, folks. Hey yo. Um, yeah, I don't know. Big E has even come out and just said, you know, he's he's apologized and he's gonna have to pay for it, you know one way or another. WWE, on the other hand, they've uh, kind of swept it all under the rug. They don't see anything wrong with it. He apologized and that, and they're not gonna do anything. Uh, but. To be fair, though, I mean, on the one hand, this these comments didn't happen while he was signed to the company. Was that's true? That's is that true? Okay, so they really can't do anything. Per se. but then again, at the same time, though, you look at Hulk Hogan and how he got fired um, during um, when those when the sex tape had leaked. He he wasn't employed at the time, or he wasn't he wasn't yeah at, at the time of the sex tape. He wasn't employed by WWE. And I get that they're both two very, in as far as severity, I feel like the Hulk Hogan thing was, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot worse. It was a lot worse, absolutely. Um, but they can't say, like, well, he wasn't working with the company at the time because that was kind of bullshit right there because Hogan wasn't working with the company at the time when he got fired. I'm not saying that Hogan shouldn't have got fired or anything like that, but if you you got to be consistent with these things. That's what, that's my point is, like, you have to be consistent. Yeah, if, across if the board. you got to sit across the board and don't say, well, it's... He didn't work for the company at the time, therefore we can't really do anything about it. But with Hogan, it's similar thing that happened, but yeah, we had no choice but to get rid of him. It, you just got to be consistent across the board with 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 this. Um, we'll see what happens, but I mean, I just find it like it, it's very convenient that it happened. It's happening around this time where he's getting pushed. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what, what's going to happen next. And maybe that's what that's what they want to stay away from is you know punishing a guy that's already been punished um, for the. You know the things that he said. But speaking of Raw, um, and we didn't mention that they were going to be um, there was rematches from WrestleMania. Um, yeah, let's just get to that. Let's, let's talk beat up No Way Jose. He beat up No Way Jose. Quick match. Um, whatever. But they did they do a rematch with uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. Great and match. It was a it was a great match. Um, it wasn't as good as a WrestleMania match, and no, nowhere it should it be. Um, 
be compared, but for it being a Raw match, I mean, that was a, that was a good highlight, and I believe that was Kofi's first title defense. Is that correct? I feel like he defended it last week. I could be wrong. I like know, I said, like the I, all these shows kind of blend together. They now. kind of all blend together, but I, I'm pretty sure that was probably his first uh, first title match back. I mean, first um, title defense, I want to say. Didn't he have a triple threat match last week? Or was it yesterday? Maybe it was yesterday. It was probably yesterday. Yeah, like you said, the, these shows are definitely <laughs> blurred, dude. Um, it's good to see Dan O'Brien back. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, he's on Raw. Well, he's he on, on SmackDown, Ra- but oh, gotcha. he's on SmackDown, but like uh, so because of the wild card. He's on Raw. Dope. Um, but it was a good match. Um, for a match that was booked that night, solid. And, um, you know, I feel like the crowds were even dead on both both nights. Can uh, you really blame well. them, though? No, because the shows are boring. The shows are boring. I mean, they could be anywhere in uh, anywhere for Raw or SmackDown. But you put on a bad show, you're going to put on a boring show, people are going to sit on their asses. Um, you put on a good show, as long as you're not in Corpus Christi, then it'd be a little bit different. So let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. We still got some fan questions to get to as well. Ali and Andrade had a great match. I'll say that right off the bat. They need to stop letting Andrade talk. That's my pet peeve right there. They, they, Why are they letting Andrade speak in English? They should just let him speak in Spanish and have Zelina translate on his behalf and let Zelina do the talking in English. Have her be, his, have her be the advocate. Brock yeah. Lesnar doesn't say shit. It's so bad. The commentators, you can. I went back and I listened to it. You could hear someone laughing at um, Andrade talking. Um, it's yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't even realize that until you showed it to me. I'll show it to earlier. you when, when we're yeah. when we're done. Because um, you can. It's a little chuckle. I feel like they made might have like forgot to hit their mute button. Um, but you can definitely hear it. Like a, it's like a scoff. Like <laughs> one of those kind of deals. Like really. Like wow, this guy's talking. Yeah. Uh, the best part about this was um, Randy Orton coming out and RKOing everybody. Um, Randy, Randy Orton's a beast, man. Um, he caught Ali, or he caught Andrade in midair, and then he caught Ali. Oh no, he put he he like did a pop up RKO to Ali. Um, I was that was pretty awesome. That would have been a good way to kick off SmackDown, but the opening segment was kind of lame uh, with Sami Zayn and AJ and the New Day. Like I I don't know just. Didn't really do anything for me. That's um, who showed up on uh, SmackDown, by the way. It was a, it was AJ who just was on SmackDown about a week ago, and Sami Zayn who was um, drafted over from SmackDown over to Raw uh, last year. But I felt like he was been on SmackDown for a while. Like, just I don't know. I just feel like it, like he was just there recently. Yeah, because um, he was. <laughs> um, and another thing of mine that I just want to say, I'm, I'm probably getting a little ahead of myself. They cannot help themselves to keep Kevin and Sammy together. Why? Just let they, they need they need to drift apart. Like they don't need to be attached to the hip. Because they're two great wrestlers on their own. They don't have to be you know involved. Their, their rivalry was was legendary, but the more you keep them together, then the less I want to see both of them. It loses its luster. Exactly. Probably the match of the night. Match of the week, um, not counting NXT because NXT is a far superior brand, um, was the Usos versus Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan. This was thrown together, like as far as like this was Shane's big idea as far as who to crown new t- uh, SmackDown tag champions, and it, I did like that Shane was just gonna give it to them, but the Usos like interrupted and were like, "No, we're the best tag team in the world." Like this was way different than what they did on Raw. It is, and, and, and they better utilize the Usos way better. But what would have happened if the Usos won, though? Would they have been drafted back to SmackDown? And that's where I feel like the heat in the match was lost on me because I knew the Usos weren't going to win. Yeah, it was pre- it was predictable as far as the outcome. Yeah. Uh, Dan O'Brien and Rowan are the new SmackDown champions. What was what was funny about this, which is what I can see them kind of setting up, Rowan and Dan O'Brien were walking with their championships after the match, and um, Dan O'Brien's already planning on <laughs> turning them into eco-belts. Oh, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, so I love that he won the belt and instantly was like, hey, we'll talk to someone about ch- changing these. And then they ran into heavy machinery backstage. What Steaks was that about? and weights. Steaks and weights versus vegans. I'm on board. I, I would like to see that, but, like, what was up with that promo with Otis? So, like, it just seemed like it was just awkward. Well, it was. They're, they're awkward guys. 
Um, I was more interested in their jean vests than uh, I was. I didn't even listen to it. They do have some pretty dope jean vests. I'll say that. But I mean, just the fact that you know the vegans versus the steak guys. I I'm on board. I would like that. Yeah, that's. I'm okay with that. It just I I just thought that was just weird, like a weird segment with Otis. Like he didn't know what what to say or what to do. It just seemed weird, but. You know, you know what though? They need to utilize heavy machinery and put these guys in more matches. So let's just see what happens. Yeah. Um, when did the B team become the Putty Patrol from Power Rangers? When <laughs> I don't know, dude. But they they uh, did help out Shane. It seems like Shane's just hiring a bunch of jobbers to help him out. Exactly. Like, wouldn't you want like the biggest baddest guys to help you at not the B team? This is like a McMahon thing. Um, I don't know if you remembered from back in 2006 when uh, DX feuded with the McMahons and Vince and Shane got a bunch of uh, lower card talent to help them out. They got, um, well, obviously the most obvious example being the Spirit Squad. They got Spirit Squad, Mr. Kennedy, uh, the Big Show to help them out in the war against DX. It hasn't worked before in the past. <laughs> Shane should realize this of all people because history has shown that him hiring lower card talent to protect him does not work at all. Yeah, how about um, you get Briscoe and Patterson back? That, they'd probably be better than what they what, what they the have B now, team. dude. <laughs> better than the B team for sure. Yeah, Mrs. Old Mrs. Old Cronies. Um, a really short match, a tag match between Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, and Ember Moon. Uh, they gave Rose the pin on Ember Moon. Who's I love Ember Moon. Um, that's why I think Mandy Rose is going to win that money in the bank. I could see her as a strong uh, for the women. She definitely is the most likely candidate to win. I think that that's where they're going to position her to be. But I don't know, man. Like with with the women, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Really, with money in the bank, like you really can't. It's kind of hard to predict who the winner is going to be. I I didn't mention last week that I think Drew McIntyre may may win it. But you never know, because now after watching Raw and Raw and SmackDown this week, it, it could be someone else. It could be, it, it could not be Drew. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, they're teasing Oscar and Kyrie Sane for next week against them, which, which is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on. What does SmackDown do differently that Raw just doesn't do? Um, show that there's something like there's an d- actual division that people are trying to win in. Um, right. You know that that. That's how you're going to make these matches and these segments and these shows seem important is when there's actually something to fight for. Now, okay, they're setting up for these two teams to go at it. Not a thrown thrown together team, but two actual legit tag teams going for the tag titles, um, which I haven't seen in two weeks, I feel like. It's been a while, has it? It's been a while. Uh, Yeah. Were the Iconics on either show? No, they were not. They weren't, right? Okay. So it has been about two weeks or so. Yes. The actual main event was a triple threat with Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Kofi Kingston. Uh, really, really cool to see Sami Zayn back in the ring. I haven't, this is the first time we've seen him fight since he's come back. That's true. Uh, and his first match it was in a WWE title match. Isn't that something? Uh, really great match. Um, but like I said earlier, the commercial breaks just kind of kill it for me, dude. Yeah, they, it, 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 it did. Um, and it goes to show you that what you could be on one brand and be somewhere else and then go on a different band and it'd be a different change of scenery. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm over here, I'm I'm being told to buy CC's Pizza and the KFC Big Bucket Box. I forget about the match I'm watching. You were thinking of pizza and chicken, weren't you? I was thinking about pizza on chicken, pizza in chicken, Ooh. chicken pizza. I was thinking about uh, Pepsi and whatever else they're shilling at me. Uh, but not, but definitely not wrestling. The the contrasts between Sami Zayn on Raw and SmackDown are two completely different yes. Sami Zayns. Um, on Raw, made to look like an idiot, made to look like a uh, a punk, uh, that you know made to look like a geek basically. Um, on Raw or on SmackDown, he's booked strong in a main event for the world title. Um, he can be that top fucking heel if they just stop with this campy stupid bullshit. And and I'm and I'm I'm glad that Kofi has gotten at least a couple title offenses off the belt, and because if they're gonna if they're gonna go with him being a one, a one pay per view champion where he may lose it, which I don't 
which it could happen. I'm not saying it will happen, but it, it could likely could happen. At least he's defended the belts against. At least he defended the belt against um, AJ Styles against Sami Zayn. Yeah, and against Daniel Bryan. So at least there is some top talent that he's defended the belt against, and it's, it's kind of made him a semi-legitimate champion. Um, the question remains: though, Will he keep the belt? After running the bank, well, he's already having a better title run than Rey Mysterio, so he's he's having a better title run than Seth Rollins. Actually, I'll say that. Yeah, you know what? He's a fighting champ. Um, he's not he's not struggling to win. He's actually holding his own, and especially to, to do back to back title defenses and back to back nights. One of them was in the triple threat match. That gives Kofi some legitimacy. You know what? I stand corrected because didn't the match after Russell didn't the Raw after WrestleMania wasn't. Both belts on the line with uh, Seth versus Kofi, title versus title. Well, yeah, we didn't we didn't get a finish. We didn't that get one. a finisher though, but technically that was his first uh, title defense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's actually defended the belt more times than um than Seth has because Seth hasn't defended the belt after uh, WrestleMania aside from the Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe things will get better after Money in the Bank. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I have no idea. But um, th- th- there that was probably the good match of the main shows do yourselves a favor and i'll uh, definitely watch nxt um it, it it only it's only an hour long but do yourself a favor get out go out of your way to watch adam cole versus matt riddle absolutely uh, that was a main event for nxt it was a great 20 minute match amazing 20 minutes it went by really quick it went by so fast um matt wood matt riddle won um after a distraction from um roddy strong was trying to help out adam cole for the win but it didn't backfire and now it's just planting the seeds for the dissension within, um, within undisputed era. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I hope they don't do it because they're gonna, they're better together than they are apart. Um, maybe this is just a big tease, like I've seen the NW, NWO do a bunch of times, where like you thought we were gonna break up, and then you know, f- kind of flip it, like we were just fucking with everybody, you know. So you think this is like a ruse? I hope so. Let's get into some fan questions and then get out of here. Um, we have, uh, we have a couple questions, not a whole lot. Uh, it was kind of a last minute poll that we put up. Um, if you didn't get them in this show, um, and you responded to our post on Instagram at put Mover podcast, uh, they will be answered next week. So we have underscore Kenny asking us, do you think China should be in the hall of fame? Um, she was just inducted. I'm, I'm assuming this is like on her, on her own, on her own. um, 1000%. They should have done that. In the beginning, her going in with DX is like just a way for them to um, put her in without putting so much of a spotlight on her. Even right. They managed to put a, a good spotlight on her. Um, they dedicated a few minutes to China during the, yeah. the speech, which rightfully so, she should get that moment. I don't think she should go in on her own after being inducted as part of DX. I think if you go in more than once, it should be reserved for the. Um, the elite elite because then you would put her in the same category as hogan bret hart rick flair Shawn michaels Shawn michaels they've been inducted multiple times and pretty sure pretty soon triple h is gonna be inducted multiple times oh yeah um you know he's gonna go in on his own and then he's gonna go in with evolution that's just gonna happen i think those should be saved for really the true true elites the ones who definitely have changed the game and I'm not saying China, China definitely, she definitely did change the game. Uh, in a big way. In a big way, absolutely. I don't want to put her on that same level as, as Hogan, Brett. Yeah. On that, that tier, but. Um, this was her moment. This was her moment. I, I, I just think that she should have gone in on her own first. And then if you wanted to do that idea, that's fine. But I, I, but I agree she should have gone in on her own. But either way, she's in the Hall of Fame. That's really all that matters at this point. All right, and uh, next question is comes from Dick NSFW. Oh, hi, Mark. Who's this jobber? I don't know. Uh, they ask, how big is Batista's dick? How big is his dick? I, I don't know. I heard it's massive. I've heard that, too. Let's say that dick could guard this galaxy any day. No, that's not a funny joke. <laughs> um, let's just let's say... Let's just keep it, keep it. Let's just say they should name his dick Drax a Destroyer. I was going to say that right now. We answered... Semi 55's question. The OG Muscle on Instagram asks The Macho Man and Stephanie McMahon rumor. Do you think it's true? That rumor has been around for a while. It just seems like it's been like an urban legend. I don't know how it how it started. 
Um, do you yeah. know how it started? I don't know how it started, but I definitely know that some guys think it's a work. Some guys think it's a shoot. I'm in the camp with just the way that Macho Man was treated on, on this last you know few months in the company. Um, the disdain that Vince McMahon had against Macho Man, where someone would bring up Randy Savage and he'd be like, don't fucking say that name again. I don't ever want to hear about Randy Savage ever again. Um, it, I mean, what could he have done for Vince to treat him like that? Like that you know? Yeah, because this was around the time where, I mean, this is where Randy went from being an active wrestler to being a commentator. And Randy was not happy with being a commentator. Not at all. So, because um, he still could go, man. He could still go. He could see his, his matches in WCW were it, early still on, top early, level. Early on, WCW, I yeah. should say. He he wanted to go. He wanted to especially go against the new talent, against the new generation, which I think he would have been a perfect fit for well, that era. He wanted a uh, he wanted a um, he wanted a feud with uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he even drew it out as far as like how they were going to feud. But he never got the opportunity to do that as um, he, he wanted. He left and he went to WCW. When he went to WCW, he did take uh, the contract with Slim Jim. And this is where it was another source of income at the time for Vince. That might have been the reason why Vince was upset at Randy. But would you be upset with him for so long after all those years? And Vince is known to like forgive people after a certain amount of time. Literally blackballed. You didn't even know Randy Savage in... After he left. Right. And on the one hand, like, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it, I, I honestly don't think it happened to tell you the truth. Like, I don't, I don't really see that in Randy's character. Like, he would do that to an underage, to an underage Stephanie at the time, even though, like, she was probably, what, 17 at the time, maybe, maybe 16, 17 at the time. But it doesn't really matter how old she was. She was still underage. I just don't, I, I, I that isn't something Randy would do, though. Like, I don't see that. Um, but at the same time, though, like, why would you not talk to someone for so long? And it just can't be because of the Slim Jim money. That just seems like it's such a petty reason. So, yeah, part of me is saying it didn't happen, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't I really don't, I really don't know. I don't want to put Randy Savage in that light. I don't want him to be thought of as that, you know, with Stephanie McMahon because she was underage. And, you know, that's it's not OK. And what doesn't help is that. uh a couple of years ago, after uh, his brother had passed away, Landon Poffel did do a short interview with uh, Kayfabe Commentaries, and a fan had asked him, what is up with uh, Randy and Steph? And the way he answered it was... Oh, yeah. Remember, it remember how he answered it? Like Did zero favors did for Randy. Did zero favors for Randy, because he answered it, there's only two people who know. One of them's not alive, and the other one's not talking. That's a really good Lanny Poffel impression. Well, I mean... You I got it, I, dude. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I, my inner inner uh, genius came out there. Um, but why would you say something like that? I mean, just put it to bed. Just put it to bed. You, you know, know that's you don't have to be cryptic about it. You don't have to be cryptic about it, dude. Just either say yes or no. Um, I, like, and that's your brother, dude. I mean, because <laughs> if if someone said asked me like, hey, did your brother fuck an underage girl? And I if if I, if I know for sure he didn't do it, I would say no, absolutely not. He did not do that. But the I way think even if you knew he did it, you, you would still, still say you would no. still deny it though, yeah. but you, unless you hate that piece of shit. Yeah, unless your brother was a piece of shit. Then then that's a different story. Uh, but even if he did do it, I'd say he did it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like I think for the most part, he didn't do it. Like I I don't buy it. Yeah. Um. What do you think? You guys let us. Yeah. Know. What do you, What are you guys' <laughs> opinions on this? Because this seems like this has been going around for. It was definitely a scuttlebutt. A while, and it it it, it happened like what the like really the past ten years. That's really where it picked up. I mean, I had never heard of anything about it in the nineties, and really not until like yeah, really about, about ten plus years ago or so. Yeah, and also another thing that on um, the Macho Man Randy Savage uh, greatest greatest matches they did a thing, and they kind of brought up the Stephanie McMahon thing, and instead of like coming to a conclusion and saying like no, Randy didn't do that. It just fades to black with no ex like leaves it open. On the on the on the Randy uh documentary? Yes. The one produced by WB. Yes. Uh-huh. I have it. We can watch it one day. Yeah. I mean um, I don't I I don't I don't remember that part, but like why would you play that up then if it if it didn't happen or if it did happen? I don't know. I don't know. That's maybe weird. maybe they're just playing it up so that way they can get more people to buy it. Like, well, there's a rumor. Maybe they're gonna address the rumor. Yeah. 
Uh, well, Vince also did want to do, shoot an angle with Stamp McMahon having his baby. So that guy's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, if Yeah. That, that whole family, man. They're <laughs> McMahons. Ah, uh, McMahons. Um, I think that's a great, great place to end it right there. Yeah, so let's end it at the incest angle. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us in another edition of the Put Me Your Podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully Byron will be in the house. Um, but we, I also do like doing these two-man boots. Uh, it's a little less crosstalk, a lot about, a little bit more in-depth, if you will, if you will. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new world order of professional podcasting, and we will see you next week.